All right, Shabbos, say good morning. First of all, Mazel Tov on the Siyum Masech Shalom is actually very excited. Two Siyumim in one weekend. We had a Siyum yesterday by the Kiddush, another Siyum Baruch Hashem. Today, we're open for Siyum sponsors for tomorrow. You know, if you like. I was having incredible Yashkal Chalalai B'Shibi Zoha to always make Siyum after Siyum. Amir Hashem for many years to come. Shabbos, say we are. Begin by thanking our sponsors. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors, for the month of Iyar, Yonah and Shoshi Ehrenfeld for dedicating all of the Shi'urim and Drushals this month. Le'iloi Nishmas, Yonah's grandfather, Yosef ben Shmuel Aaron, and Mark Karstadt for dedicating all the Shi'urim and Drushals this month in memory of his mother, Chana Bas Shragai. The Week of Learning sponsors the Meyerowitz family as a zechus for a successful medical procedure for Sue Meyerowitz, Shulamis Toba Bas Mindel. We continue to pray to Davin for Sue's complete Refua Shalema and the Grossman family for dedicating the week of learning as a Chosov Refua Shalema for Miriam Chana Bas Ida. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all those who need Refua shall have one together with Kol Chole Yisrael. Now, mostly with that, let us begin have an incredible and overwhelming and riveting daf today with some good halacha, some good hashkafa, a little bit, a little bit of everything. So, mostly with that, let us begin. Although, what happened to my halacha and my hashkafa? Uh, uh, uh. Okay, good. Well, see, with that, let us begin. We'll come. Nah, it's, I probably I think I forgot at home. It's okay. All right, so there might not, there might just be good Gemara, no riveting halach and hashkafa. That's all right. So, we'll see, with that, let, let us begin. So, today's daf is daf Zion, seven. And we are picking up, um, we are picking up, where did we get up to yesterday? Oh, we got to Zion. Good. Amr of Sheshes. Good. Excellent. 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 Good. So, Amr of Sheshes. So, Amr of Sheshes says as follows. So, remember again, just reorient ourselves a little bit. In yesterday's daf, we got started on the incredible Machlokas, the Grand Machlokas Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshes, regarding Tuma Hutra Betzibor, Tuma Duchuya Betzibor, which I will say is, a, is, is really one of, we, we've seen this Machlokas, we saw it in Shkalim, we saw it certainly in Psachim, the fundamental idea that we know that communal, I should say communal service, Avodas Tzibor, definitely has the ability to override certain halachos of Tumah. The shaila is, how do we understand the mechanics of that? Is it a din in Hotra? So do we see that when it comes to Avodas Tzibor, communal service, if there's a Tumah issue, the laws of Tumah are as if, as if they don't exist, Hotra, or do we say Dechuya? Dechuya means they exist. But we kind of set them aside. What's the nafkamina between these two approaches? So we've already seen, or yesterday's daf. The nafkamina would be: Do you have to search out kohanim who are tahorim? Do you have to go out, or can you say whenever it comes to communal service, the laws of tumah are simply as if they don't exist? It says the gemara. Amar Rav Sheshes. So Rav Sheshes says mina amina law. From where do I know that my? So remember, Rav Sheshes is the one who says duchuya. So from where do I know that it's duchuya, not hutra? So here we go. We'll say this is incredible. The sanya hayo omidu makriv minchasa omer. How incredible is this? Today's the twenty-first day of the omer. So the kohen goes ahead and he's ready to offer up the carbon omer. Carbon omer was a barley offering. So what happens? Vinit meis biyado. Now, both say, imagine for a moment the barley itself becomes tame. So now we have a tumma issue with the barley. So what's ta'alacha? Omer, so the Yimara says, Omer, So not a problem. We could always, if we could find replacement barley, just utilize replacement barley to go ahead and, halacha to go ahead and try to, try to bring replacement barley in order to go ahead and offer up the carbon. Vim ain't sham elihi. 
What happens if halacha lamaisa? What happens if there's no other barley? So you both say, remember again, what happens if there's no other replacement barley? What do we do there? This, both, listen to this line, and if you're using your own Gemara, underline it. Omrim law, we say to him, havipikeach ushtok. Be smart and be quiet. Let's say, words to live by, right? Be, right? be smart and be quiet. So in other words, what are we telling the Kohen? We're telling him, listen, there is no other barley. There is no other barley. Th- th- this is it. So don't say anything about the Tumah and just offer it up. Now, both say, besides the incredible profundity in those words, what do you see from here? Both say, when the barley becomes Tameh, what's the first order of business? What's the first step? What's the first step? See if we can find something tar, which tells you what? Katani, katani miha, Omer <clears throat> so I will say, you see from the, remember, if you would hold that Tumah is Hutra B'tzibor, and the barley became Tameh, what do you have to do about the Tameh barley? Nothing. You just offer it up. Because Tumah Hutra B'tzibor, means, when it comes to communal service, we pretty much ignore the Halachos of Tumah. The fact that we're saying, let's see if we could find some Tahar barley, tells us that Allah And if there's the ability to go ahead and utilize Tahar, tahar barley, we're going to absolutely do that. It's only in the event that we don't have any more barley, we say to the guy, listen, be quiet and just offer up what you've got. So again, Rav Shesha says, you clearly see from here that Allah I'm sorry, Rav Nachman says, you see from here that Allah I'm sorry, Rav Shesha says, you see from here that Allah Halamaisa Tuma Duchuya Bitsibor. Some Rav Nachman, but I will say, just before we go on to the Allah piece, all kidding aside, Omrim lo have pikiach ushtok. Let's say all of us have circumstances in life where we look back at situations and we say to ourselves, I didn't need to say anything. I didn't need to say anything. Right? It would have been so much better had I just held my tongue. I thought it was such a good line. I thought it was such a good statement. I thought it was such a necessary piece of input. And then it turns out after the fact, I would have been much happier. And I would have had much less agnas nefesh had I not said anything. It's like what the Gemara says, that if a word is worth one sela, then silence is worth Two, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't talk. Of course, we all have meaningful and appropriate things to contribute. But Chazal often sensitizes us to is to think before we speak and to weigh the words that we are going to share. Because sometimes what we have to say is meaningful, impactful, and necessary. And other times we'd be better off employing the, 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 the wise wisdom of Chazal, of heavy Pikeach. Sometimes the greatest manifestation of wisdom is not in the spoken word, but it is the, in, the, in the ability to remain silent. So I'm Rav Nachman. So we'll say, what, are, what is Rav Nachman going to do with this? Rav Nachman, Maudina Heicha Deike Shirayim Laachila. So we'll say, this is very important. Rav Nachman who holds Tuma Hutra B'tzibor. Right? Rav Nachman will say, I agree in a case of Shirayim. See, Rav will say, there are different types of Karbanos. There are some communal offerings which are totally offered up on the Mizbeach. But Rav Nachman, then there's another type of Karban, which is like, for example, Karban Omer, where what do you offer up on the Mizbeach? Just the Kamitsa. And then the rest of the Omer is consumed by the Kohanim. Rav Nachman will say, even I who hold Tuma Chutra B'tzibor, will agree that when there is Shrem, because we'll say, remember again, let's go back to our Pesachim days. We'll say, do you remember this case? 51% of Klal Yisrael is Tameh. What do we do about Pesach? Cool, little, little daf What do we do about Pesach? Offer it up. What don't we do? Eat it. Eat it. See, this is very important. Tuma Chutra B'tzibor means you can offer the Karban. Tumah Hutra B'tzibor does not allow you to consume anything in a state of Tumah for one simple reason, which is what Tumah Hutra allows you to do the necessary components of the Avodah. The Hakrava on the Mizbeach, 
the zrikas adam, the sprinkling of the blood, consumption, eating, is not a necessary part of the carbonic process. So interesting enough, Rav Nachman will say, listen, it's true, I hold to Mahutra B'tzibor, but any carbon that has a shirayim, any carbon that has a consumption aspect, of course, if you could find something ritually pure to offer up, that of course is better. Because again, if you offer up the carbon omer in a state of tumah, as much as you can do that, you can't eat it. So therefore, again, Nachman says, I agree with this particular b'risa of Uzal. Of course, try to find tahar barley. This way, you can go ahead and eat the shirayim as well. So the Gemara says, there is another kasha. If he was offering up, Mincha or Minchas Parim. We'll see what these Karbanos are. Elim Kvasim. Benit Meis Biyodah. And they became Tameh. Omer Umevien Acheres. The Kohen should say, listen, my carbon became Tameh. My carbon became Tameh. And they'll bring, they'll bring a replacement of something Tar. Vim Ein Sham Elohi. What happens if there are no other replacement Karbanos? All you have are these particular Karbanos. So what's the Halacha? Omrim Lo Havi Pikeh We tell the Kohen, be wise and be quiet. So we'll say again, what do you see from here? You see from here, this is a kasha on, this is a kasha on Rav Nachman, right? So again, or support for Rav Shishas. So you see over here that Tumot Dechuya when these Karbanos come up, if they become Tameh, the first order of business is, let's find a Tahar replacement. It's only in the event that I can't find a Tahar replacement, that what? That Halacha Lamaisa will use something Tameh. To which the Gemara says, My love parim ve'elim ukvasim dechag. Are we not talking about over here yamtiv karbanos, elim kvasim, the rams, the sheep? They don't offer up as part of the karbanos of any of the regalim. So these are again karbanos tzibor. Yet we see, we don't say tuma chutra b'tzibor. We say tuma duchuya b'tzibor. And therefore when they become tamay, we try to find a replacement. Amin the Rav Nachman, no. Rav Nachman says, no, that's not the case. In fact, the case that we're discussing over here is parim para The particular parim, right? The cows in question is speaking about again the par of avodazara. So we'll say this is talking about a situation. If you take a look at Rashi, this is talking about a situation where the Sanhedrin made a mistake in a Dvar Halacha, which led to a communal instance of Avodah Zorah. So there's a special par that's brought to atone for that. Now Rav Nachman is introducing us to something else. See, it's true. Rav Nachman holds which we always interpreted to mean that whenever it comes to a communal service, the laws of Tumah are totally fundamentally non-existent. We now begin to see qualifications to Rav Nachman's ruling. So qualification number one is Shirayim. When there's a consumption component, when there's a consumption component, we'll try to bring a carbon batara. Because even though, again, Tumah Chutzah you could offer it up, you can't eat anything in a state of Tumah. Qualification number two, Rabbi say, is with a carbon that doesn't have a set time. See, and this is just fascinating. And it's actually intuitive. Rav Nachman will say, when do we say Tumah Chutzah B'Tzibor? When, Rabbi say, when, when? When you have to offer up the carbon, when? Now. Now. But if there's time flexibility with the carbon, then what? Logic would dictate what? Try to do a batara. And even Rav Nachman, even I, Rav Nachman, who says, of course, again, that's when you have to offer it, and you have to offer it now. 
But if there's flexibility, like for example, this Paravavodazara, where I know I have to offer it, but if I could wait a little bit of time and get something that's tahar, of course I would prefer to do that. Furthermore, again, Elim, the Elim in the Braisa, Be'elo Shal Arun. That refers to the special ram offering of Arun offered up on Yom Kippur. Da'afagav tikvi'ele zman, even though it's going to have to be offered up on Yom Kippur, Kevan diyachitu madrinon. The idol of Aaron is considered to be not a communal offering, but is considered to be a private offering. Rav Nachman will say, Tomohot Shabbat Siva works for communal offerings, but not for private offerings. Kvasim, what about the case of Kvasim? Bekeves haba'im ha'omer, shirayim la'achila. So the Kvasim refers to the Keves, the lamb that comes together with the Karban Omer. And once it comes to Karban Omer, ultimately again, we have a shirayim, a consumption issue. So we'll say, so really incredible. See, now we begin to see just keep this all in mind. See, even Rav Nachman, who holds Tumah Chutzra B'Tzibor, will say, yes, that is true, but only when there's not a consumption component. Because Tumah Chutzra only allows you to offer, doesn't allow you to consume. And number two, Tumah Chutzra is only when the karma must be offered now. But if Halach Lama'is, you have time flexibility, if, of course you should try to find something tar to offer up. Nesi, another Kachan Rav Nachman. Dam shenitma bezarko b'shogeg hurtza, b'meizid lo hurtza. Interesting case, I will say. Salach Lama'isa, dam, which was offered up, dam, which was offered up, and I'm sorry, dam shenitma, if sacrificial blood became tamay, bezarko, and you ended up doing zirig, you ended up applying to the mizbeach, b'shogeg hurtza, if you applied it b'shogeg, ex post facto, it works. In other words, the dam is able to affect tara. But if you intentionally sprinkled blood, which was tummy on the mizbeach, it does not affect atonement. So I will say, once again, this seems to be a pretty clear kasha against Rav Nachman. According to Rav Nachman, whether you sprinkled the blood intentionally or unintentionally, it should work, right? Because Rav Nachman holds to which the Umar says, no, 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 kitanya diyochid. The Bryce Shabbos says it's not referring to communal offerings. It's referring to a carbon yachid. Ah, carbon yachid. Halacha lemaisa. I understand Tumah's not hutra, but see, well, Tumah's not hutra. Good. Tashma. We'll say now this is an incredible case, which is going to open up a whole nother discussion. Amahat sits meratze. Shabbos said the sits. Remember again, what's the sits? The sits is the golden forehead plate that the coin gadol wears. It's one of the unique begadim of the coin gadol. And on it, it says, Kodesh Lashem, no Machlokes. Machlokes, how Kodesh Lashem was written. Was it written, we'll see this actually in Yuma. Was it written on one line? Was it written on two lines? Okay, it says Kodesh Lashem. So the Tzitz has the ability to affect atonement for certain things. So Amat Tzitz Miratza, what does the Tzitz affect atonement for? Al Hadam, Va'al Habasar, Va'al Hachilev, Shinitma, Bain Bishogeg, Bain Baonis, Bain, I'm sorry, Bain Bishogeg, Bain Mamezid, Bain Baonis, Bain Baratzen, Bain Biyachid, Bain Batsibor. So we'll say this is pretty incredible. The tzitz is pretty powerful, right? What does the tzitz affect atonement for? If you did any part, if you sprinkled blood, if you sprinkled really tummy blood, whether you did it, right? I should say it differently. The tzitz is Miratza, for Dam, Basar, and Chalef, right? Blood, sacrificial fat, sacrificial meat that became tame. Whether it became tame, intentionally, unintentionally. Ones beratzen, yochid tzibor, then what's the, then the tzitz is miratze for it. The Rabbosina asks the Gimara, that whole list is fine except for one thing, which is tzibor. Blood, blood, chelev, basra of the tzibor. 
if you hold that Tumos Hutra B'tzibur, then I both say, I don't need what? I don't need what? I don't need the tzitz. Right? I understand if you tell me that the tzitz affects atonement for, for Dam, Basar, Chilev, Avayachid. But if you hold Tumo Chutra B'tzibur, I don't need the tzitz. To which the Gemara says, you're right. Amalukharav Nachman, Kika, Tani, Atzitz, Meratza, Adi, Yachid. You're right, you're right. In other words, the Bryson means to say that the tzitz is Meratza on the Yachid. Good. The other possibility is, Afilu Timo B'tzibur, Bahanach Delo Kaviyah Leizman. Oh. But say, what did we just get finished saying? That Rav Nachman, who holds Tuba Hutra B'tzibor, really only holds that when? When you have a carbon that is time-bound. But if a carbon is not time-bound, even Rav Nachman will agree, you should try to find a tar alternative. Rav Nachman says when the Bryce says that the tzitz is miratza on a carbon sibor, that can mean for a carbon sibor that does not have a specific time. So even though, again, you should have found a proper tahar replacement, if you did not and you still offered it up, halacha lemaisa, the carbon still the tzitz is not the tzitz affects atonement. So may saving where is the kasha? Vinasa Aronis Avonakadoshim, Vichi Aza Avon who no say. So let's analyze this. The Pasik says, Aaron will go ahead and carry upon his forehead the the iniquity of the sacrificial items. So both say with this this is about the tzitz still. Right? That when Aaron wears the tzitz, ultimately again the tzitz atones. So let's analyze this, says the Gimar. Vichi Aza Avon who no say. What what avon? What what avera is the tzitz? What does the tzitz is, is the tzitz meratza? Does the or does the tzitz atone for? So the gemara says im avon pigel. If you want to say it's pigel, what's pigel? That's when the coin is doing the avoda and he has some erroneous mindset. Either again to consume the carbon outside of the permitted time, to offer it up in a non-permitted way, whatever it was. So I will say if you want to tell me that tzitz is meratza atones for pigel. That's not true. Hari ne'emar lo Both say there is nothing which can atone for pigle. Right? Once a coin goes ahead and is mefagel, that's the that's the verb. Right? Once the coin is mefagel, once the coin goes ahead and does pigle, carbon is ruined. Vim avon nosar. Maybe you'll say that sits is meratzef and nosar. Both say what's nosar? What's nosar? Leaving carbon over past its prescribed time. Maybe you want to say that sits is meratzef for that. No. So the gemara hari kvar ne'emar lo yichashev. You both say, interestingly enough, you can't atone for pigel and you can't atone for nosar. Which you will say, by the way, if you think about this, it's such, such an incredible musar. Right? They will say, what's, what's pigel? What's pigel? Pigel is just a, is just a thought. And they will say, you know what the hardest thing to correct in life is? The hardest thing are your machshavas. Right? You could correct actions. You could correct actions, right? Because again, I can modify behaviors. Changing the way I think and rewiring my mind to think in a different way is so incredibly difficult. But you know what else is difficult to rectify, almost impossible to rectify? No, sir. But what does no, sir mean? No, sir means you leave something over. When you don't take advantage of your life opportunities and you just let them sit out there, even if one day you wake up and you decide to go ahead, you know, I'd really like to take advantage of that opportunity. More often than not, when you let life, life opportunities pass you by, by the time you're ready to take advantage of them, the door has closed, the ship has sailed, and there's nothing really more you can do. You cannot be mechaper for no sir. Which I will say why is why in life, don't let beautiful opportunities become no sir. Don't let them sit. Because the moment you let them sit, even if one day I decide to wake up, all too often they're gone. So the Gemara says, so I will say, so again, so what is Natsis Miratza for? Right? So what is exactly that the tzitz atones for? Amadeis, 
Amadeis Ha Eino Nose Ela Avon Tumo. Ela Avon Tumo. We will say so it must be that the Tzitz is Miratza for Tumo. Right, that if a carbon was offered up in a state of tuma, right, accidentally, intentionally, the tzitz has the ability to atone for that. So the Gemara says, I'm sorry, So I will say, it must be that, what is the tzitz miratza for? The tzitz is miratza for a type of tuma that would not be problematic in the context of a tzibur. So we'll say, what does this mean? What the Gemara is trying to suggest is, remember, this price is working with a supposition, right? Which is, that that's what this price is operating off of. Therefore, what is the tzitz meratzeh for Abosai? So therefore, communal tumah does not need the tzitz. Because at the end of the day, communal tomah is mutter, so, so to speak. You understand what I mean when I say that? So what is the tzitz meratzah for? Tomas yachid. Tomas yachid. Right? That if an individual offered up his carbon unknowingly in a state of tomah, then Allah Almighty said the tzitz is meratzah for the kashil Rav Sheishas. So I will say, now this, up until now we've been asking kashas on Rav Nachman. This price now poses a kash on Rav Sheishas. Because Rav Sheishas held what? What was Rav Sheishas' position? The price clearly indicates to us that Allah Chalamaisa, Tuma Chutra Betzibor. So it's a Kashan of Sheshes. To which the Gemara says, Tanaihi. In reality, this whole thing is just a Machloksin. I will say again, what one of the most famous Machloksin in Shas is Tuma Chutra, Tuma Dechuya Betzibor. That's a fundamental Machloksin. To which the Gemara says, This is not just Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshes. This is a Machlokes Tanaim. Here we go. This Sanyo sits. The tzitz, whether it's on your forehead, not on your forehead, affects atonement. Affects atonement. These are the words of Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, Odel Rabbi Huda says, if the tzitz is on my forehead, on the Kohen Gadol's forehead, then it affects atonement. If the tzitz is not on, if it's not on the Kohen Gadol's forehead, then ultimately, again, it doesn't affect atonement. Amr Shimon Kohen Gadol. Amr Shimon Shimon says, Kohen Gadol Yom Kippur Yochiach. So we'll say the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur will prove why. She'ein odam mitzcho. So we'll say it's very interesting. The Kohen Gadol does not wear the tzitz on Yom Kippur. Why doesn't the Kohen Gadol wear the tzitz on Yom Kippur? We'll say, why not? The tzitz is gold, right? The tzitz is gold. The Kohen Gadol does not wear big day zav. He does not wear golden clothing on Yom Kippur, right? This is the, actually, it's all going to be Yuma. In Kategor Naase Sanegar. The prosecutor cannot become the defender. Gold, Rabose, again, for, for, we'll see, always conjures up historical memories of the Cheta Egel. On Yom Kippur specifically, again, where the Kohen Gadol's job is to advocate for atonement for Cloud Yisrael, nothing gold. That's why, again, he only wears big day love on. So you see on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol doesn't wear the tzitz, yet we assume that Allah Chalamai but yet the tzitz still affects atonement, even when the Kohen Gadol is not wearing it. So Rabbi Yehuda says, don't bring up Yom Kippur. Don't bring up Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is a different discussion. Why is Yom Kippur a different discussion? Because on Yom Kippur, everything on Yom Kippur is communal service. Right? There is no, there is no carbon yachid. Although, 
Again, well, that's not totally true because Aaron himself, the Kohen God, would offer up certain individual karbanos. But Allah Chalamaisa, the Avodah on Yom Kippur, has the status of Avodas Tzibur and Tumo Hutra B'Tzibur. Now, both say that's so that that's so the Gemara that's Rabbi Yehuda. Mechad Rabbi Shimon Savar Tumo Duchoyehi B'Tzibur, which we both say tells us that if Rabbi Yehuda holds Tumo Hutra B'Tzibur, that apparently Rabbi Shimon holds. So we'll say, you see from here that halacha this in fact is a machlokas tanoim. So we'll say, I'll tell you something interesting. So how do we paskin? Because we'll say, this is a, this is a yisodistic machlokas. So how do we paskin? See, interestingly enough, um, let me see if I could pull it up here quickly. I could pull it up quickly. I'll just say this outside. So we'll say, the Rambam paskins that halacha lamaisa, Tuma Dhuya Bitsibor. That's how the Ramban Paskins. Tuma Dhuya Bitsibor, which effectively tells us that whenever there is the possibility to go ahead and to go ahead and offer up to find either a replacement. I will say, so I'll just tell you that I'm actually very quickly, Draman goes through a couple of these cases. Well, so remember we saw on yesterday's daf that one of the interesting naf kaminas was, remember again, how many Mishmaros of the Kunas go? Little Khazar, how many Mishmaros? Twenty-four. Excellent. Each Mishmar served a week at a time at the Beis HaMikdash. Each Mishmar was made up of multiple Bate Avos, which are families. Right? So you had any number of families serving on a particular day, and they divided up the Avod of that particular day. So as you remember again, we saw the case, what happens if one of the Kohan and one of the Bate Avos becomes Tameh? What do you do with him? What do you do with him? It depends. What does it depend on? Right? Do you hold Tumahutra or Tumadukhuya? If you hold Tumahutra, let him go. It's okay. It's, it's, anything that's communal, he could do. If you hold Tumadukhuya, then what do you do? Find a replacement. The Rambam Paskins, find a replacement. Find a replacement. So we'll say, that, and again, the Rambam goes through all of the cases of our Gemara. Salah so, we Paskin Tumadukhuya Betsibor, which means that whenever there is a Tomei situation, we do our best to rectify it and to offer up the carbon in a state of Tara to use Kohanim who are in a state of Tara. Obviously, if you cannot find that, let's say all of the Kohanim become Tameim, right? Or there is no ability to find, for example, another, another batch of barley, ultimately again for the carbon Omer, where you have no alternative, you can in fact do the Avoda in a state of Tumah. We try to find a, ta- a tar alternative. If that's not available, you can move forward in the state of Toma. Incredible. Now the Gemara opens up another sugya. Now that we brought up the tzitz, now that we brought up the tzitz, so I will say the Gemara is going to go on this way. This is incredible. I'm Rabaye. We'll say this is absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. I'm Rabaye. Benish Barat tzitz. So what happens if the tzitz breaks? Right? Chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom, the tzitz breaks. So I'll say, now remember again, we now begin to see, it appears, what is the primary role of the tzitz in the Beis HaMikdash? What's the primary role? It affects Tara. Right? That's the primary role. What the tzitz does, tzitz is like carbonic insurance. Right? So what happens? You want, you want carbon insurance. What's your carbon insurance? Well, so you need insurance for everything. Right? What, what's carbon insurance? Somebody should tell the insurance guys, this is going to be the industry. Because right? let's say, think about this for just a moment, right? You're thinking about, all kidding aside, you're coming from, uh, you're coming from, uh, 
modiin to Yerushalayim. You want to bring your animal with you. Let's say again, you want to purchase animal. You so, so the tzitz was spiritual, spiritual carbon insurance. It ensures that if somehow something becomes tame, the coin becomes tame, the, the carbon becomes tame, and let's say unknowingly they go through this whole process and they offer it up. So the tzitz is miratza. The tzitz affects atonement ultimately again for Tumah. So the Gemara now says, if the tzitz breaks, the tzitz breaks, so we'll say if the tzitz breaks, then of course it cannot affect atonement. Right? That makes sense because if the tzitz breaks, then what? There's no tzitz. So where does the machlok? So this is incredible. Keep ligi the talib is sichsa. We'll say what happens if the tzitz is not broken, it's in existence, but literally translated, it's hanging on a peg. So we'll say, which means is that it's in existence, but what? But what? The coin's not wearing it. So you hear the shaila? The tzitz exists, but the coin's not wearing it. Does that tzitz affect atonement or not? So I'll say this is the machlokus. Rabbi Huda Savra al Meitzach Vinasa. Rabbi Huda says no. Well, it's pretty. It's, it's, it's an off in the pasuk. Right? It's mafurish a pasuk. The pasuk says Aaron will wear it on his forehead and bear the iniquity or lift up or atone. So obviously, in order for the tzitz to be activated, the kohen has to be wearing it. Rabbi Shimon Savra Tamid Leratzon Lefnei Hashem. Rabbi Shimon says, the tzitz must be perpetually before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. My tamid, if you say tamid means that the coin always has to be wearing the tzitz, that's not possible. Mi say the coin can never be perpetually wearing the tzitz. Mi lo Does the coin not have to go to the bathroom? We'll say you can't wear the tzitz into the bathroom. Umi lo Does the coin not need to sleep? So we'll say obviously tamid can't mean that the coin always wears the tzitz. Ela tamid Rather again, what Rabbi Shimon says, is as long as the tzitz tamin means as long as the tzitz is in existence as long as the tzitz exists even if the coin's not wearing it it has the ability to affect Thomas. so you hear this fundamental machlokes fundamental machlokes Rabbi Huda holds the tzitz is only meratza when the coin's wearing it Rabbi Shimon says no as long as the tzitz is in existence it's meratza what's an afkamina what's an afkamina like we just said, the tzitz is hanging on a peg. It's in the base of Mikdash, it's hanging on a peg. So it's an existence, it is an existence, but the coin is not wearing it. So we'll see, here we go. Says the Gemara, Ul Rabbi Huda Nami Haksif Tamid. So we'll say, Rabbi Huda holds that the coin has to be wearing the tzitz. What does he do with the fact that the Pasuk does say Tamid? It does say that the tzitz is Miratza perpetually. And obviously, perpetually can't mean that the coin is wearing it perpetually because the coin can't wear it perpetually. So what does he do with Tamid? Oh, I'll say this is incredible. Hahu Tamid Shalo Yasiach Daito Mimenu. We'll say, Rabbi Huda says, Tamid means that whenever the coin is wearing the tzitz, he must not have hesachadas, right? He must be aware of the presence of the tzitz. Kedirabah barafuna, damra barafuna, but listen to how beautiful this is. Chayif adam lamashmish betfilah bechol shah. We'll say a person is obligated to touch his tefillin at all times. Why? Kavachomer mitzitz. And it's a kavachomer from the tzitz. What's the kavachomer? Tap of ches. Umatzitz shein bo elas kara achos amratora mitzchotamid shaloyasiach daito mimenu. Both say the tzitz has only one name of Hashem on it. Only one name of Hashem. Yet what does the Torah say? Vahaya ametzchotamid. It shall be on his forehead perpetually. And the Gemara understands what that means is kohen. Whenever you are wearing the tzitz, you must be focused on the tzitz. You cannot have hesachadas, tefillin, 
which has many names of Hashem in it, all the more so that I have to be focused ultimately on Tfilin. The Shabbos says, actually a halachan shulchan aruch, that a person really is not supposed to go ahead and, and have a lapse of awareness when wearing Tfilin, which is probably something most of us have to try to be, include myself in this, have to try to be a little bit better. You'll see some people who are wearing makbid on this Shabbos side will not have any, any unrelated conversations while wearing Tfilin. And if they do so, will Dafka, let's say, for example, lift up their Shalrosh or move the Shalrosh out of place? This way, again, if a person has to speak about something unrelated to Tefillin or unrelated to Tefillah, it's Keilo, they're not wearing their Tefillin. But again, certainly something that we have to try to be a bit more makbid on. That, that, you, know, you see, it's a, it's a Gimara, that the Tefillin is learned out from Tzitz. And if Tzitz, which only has one name of Hashem on it, a person has to be perpetually occupied, right? Constantly thinking about the Tzitz, then Tefillin, which has multiple names of the Ribbono Shalom, how much we have to be focused on the mitzvah of Tefillin when we have the to wear our tefillin. Ulu Rabbi Shimon, I'll say just one of the line. Ulu Rabbi Shimon, Ulu Rabbi Shimon, to Amar Tamid Merata. So I'll say, so that's how, say for Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda who holds that the tzitz is only Merata when the coin is wearing it. Al Metzchov what does he do with the phrase Tamid Leratzon? Tamid teaches you that when you're wearing the tzitz, you must what? Be fully concentrating on the tzitz. Well, Rabbi Shimon Damer Tamin Meratza, the high ksiv ametzchovinasa, and according to Rabbi Shimon, who says that the tzitz is Meratza all the time, even when the coin is not wearing it. As long as the tzitz is in existence, it affects atonement. What does he do with the phrase of ametzcho? Right? The Pasik says pretty explicitly that the coin has to be wearing that sits on his forehead. What does he do with that? To which the Gemara says, Hahu likboa lo makom hudaasa. According to Bishun Abba, say, Amitzcho comes to teach you what? Where to wear the tzitz. Doesn't teach you about the, how the tzitz is miratza, right? That Pasik doesn't teach you how the tzitz affects atonement. From, from Tamid Leratzon, I learned how the tzitz affects atonement. How does the tzitz affect atonement? Abba say, how? How? Just by being in existence. So what is Amitzcho? What does it mean when it says, Aaron has to wear it on his forehead? That teaches you what? Teaches you what? Where Aaron has to wear it. That's what it teaches me. That Aaron has to wear, I, I, I don't know where to wear, how do I know where to wear the tits? I mean, a pus, I don't know where to put the tits. So again, a mitzvah teaching that Aaron puts on his forehead. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yehuda. So where does Rabbi Yehuda lick ball and Where does Rabbi Yehuda learn out where to put the tits? So nafkalei me'al mitzvah. Ultimately, again, he learns it out from ultimately placing on the, from Al Mitzcho. So we'll say, so again, you know, we'll say, we'll stop over here. We'll pick up ultimately with Rabbi Yehuda tomorrow. But we'll say, just understand what we're leaving off with. This is a pretty riveting place to leave off, right? We're leaving off with a fundamental, remember, just to trace the progression. The progression over here, we had Tuma Hutra, Tuma Duchuya, right? That, we saw again, Machlokis Rav Nachman, Rav Sheshis, Machlokis Tanoim, Rambam Paskins, Tuma Duchuya. In that discussion, we brought up Tzitz. Once you brought up tzitz, Abayi said, let's talk about the tzitz. And let's talk about, again, exactly the mechanics of how the tzitz is miratza. Does the tzitz have to be on the forehead of the Kohen God in order to be miratza? Or does the mere existence of the tzitz affect atonement as well? The nafkamina case will be, the tzitz is hanging on a peg.
Does it affect atonement or not? Machlokis, Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Huda says, Cohen's got to be wearing it. I keep going like this. I don't know. You're probably wondering why am I going like this? Because it goes on its forehead. Right? So, so again, Rabbi Huda says he has to be wearing it in order for it to affect atonement. Rabbi Shimon says, no, as long as it's in existence, Ultimately, again, it affects atonement. Now the Gemara is getting into the discussion about how everyone darshans their respective psukim. We'll continue with those drushos as well as the Allah Lamaisa tomorrow. Oh, Bench, does somebody want to leave? All right, Chevron Zoom. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful day. Schistler with all of you. Thank you, Ashley.